Welcome to Young and Adulting, a podcast of the Young Adults community at Christ Fellowship Church. Our hope is to create a safe place for authentic conversation around the ins and outs of life as we all try to navigate following Jesus in the world we live in today. Thanks for joining us and welcome to the conversation. Welcome back to another episode of the Young Adulting Podcast. My name is Tyler, going to be your host today, and we are in season six of the podcast. We're calling it What I Wish I Knew. And this season is all about asking those a little bit further in the faith, a little bit further in life, what they wish they knew when they were our age, maybe 20s, and navigating life. You can say we can learn from our own mistakes or maybe the learnings of those who are a little bit further along in the journey. So I hope you like this conversation. Uh, the voices that are joining us today are not guests, and they need no Introduction. We are joined by Pastor Todd and Julie Mullins, a hey. senior pastor at Christ Fellowship Church. I love. Let's go. I love how you said that. Like we're just a little bit further down just the road. Just a little further. Instead of going, much. we've just gotten the old people together this season. <laughs> like let's get the old people in here. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And from from your lips, not mine. Right. <laughs> so, uh, thanks so much for being with us today. We're going to jump into the conversation talking about the Holy Spirit. Yeah. But yeah. before we get there. What do people need to know? What's a fun fact? Oh. Maybe you could share about fun each other. Yeah, yeah fun, fun fact. fact. Fun fact. Let me tell a fun fact on Julie Ooh. that someone may not know. Yeah, come and on. And then she can make up something. I I'll don't make know. up something. Make okay. up something. So Great. most people don't know because they look at Julie, she's all like dolled up and pretty and tall and elegant and gorgeous that she was in middle school and high school. Beautiful, but she was she was the athlete. She come was uh, softball, basketball, volleyball. Like if you go to Jupiter Christian, you can find her picture on walls no, with awards on it. I don't think it. they're there anymore. They are somewhere there. They might have it down the back <laughs> hallway, have, but they are somewhere there. And uh, I remember going to your basketball games and cheering you on, and uh, it's great. That's hilarious. Well, that, that's a, a long time ago. Um, but I think a fun fact about Todd, let me think. Todd mm. was valedictorian of his class Come on. Right, at the Benjamin School. Amazing. Magna cum laude. He graduated from college in two and a half years, which, I mean— at the top of his class. It's crazy. I was gonna like, he was going to be a doctor. He was going to be a doctor. She thought she was going to marry a doctor. I did. I totally Sorry, did. Sorry, babe. Yeah. Yeah. And he <laughs> broke up with me like about five times. So okay. that's the other true, fun true fact. fact yeah. <laughs> but, but we made it. Here yay, we are. Here we are. So, 30 some years later, 30 right? 30 some years yes. later. So we, we made it. Yeah. Do you get permission to say 30 some yes. years 30 later some. down Once the road? Once it's past 35, yeah. it's 30 When you're some. a little yes. further down the road, yeah. you start saying things like 30 some. That's great. That's great. Because I'm like almost six. Yes. Almost six. Exactly. Well, awesome. Well, thanks for being with us today. And so we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. We don't, I think there's a lot of misconceptions about Holy Spirit. And uh, maybe in your journey now, when you look back, what is something you wish you knew years ago about the Holy Spirit that maybe young adults walking today yeah. would go, oh man, I'm thankful for that nugget you, today. You know, Tyler, the first thing that comes to mind when you ask that question, what do I wish I knew about the Holy Spirit, is I wish I knew not to be afraid of Him. Come on. I wish I knew not to uh, be distanced from Him. Uh, Julie and I, we met each other in a great church. It wasn't Christ Fellowship. It was before Christ Fellowship started. But they didn't talk much about the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So we didn't know much about the Holy Spirit. Uh, I don't know if they were afraid he would show up and yeah, yeah. <laughs> spook everybody or what what it was, but that denomination that we grew up in, they just, now they believed in the Holy Spirit sure. and they would talk about a little bit, but not really. So we grew up a little ignorant mm -hmm. of the Holy Spirit and maybe even a little fearful. Um, you've heard me share the story about when my dad was a football coach up at Georgetown College in Kentucky, that the street we lived on, down the, down the street, there was this three-story abandoned house 
with windows busted up and boarded over and the grass was tall and old iron gates that were falling off the hinges. I mean, it was a quintessential picture of a haunted house. And to make things worse, the college kids, the week of Halloween, would turn it into a haunted house right. you'd walk through and they'd scare you. And I would never, I, would, yeah. I was in third grade. I'm like, I'm not going. Right. I mean, even when it wasn't Halloween, I was, when I would get to that part of the street, I would cross the street, go to the other side to not be anywhere near yep. that, that, house. And I think a lot of times Christians will avoid the Holy Spirit like that just because we're afraid, we've heard things, we've seen things, something's happened that seems weird. And so we just push him away Mm -hmm. when actually he's not someone to push away. He's not someone to ignore or to be ignorant of only because we haven't been informed of who he wants to be in our life. And so I think going back, the first thing I think is, Todd, don't be so um, frightened or just even uninformed of who this God wants to be in your life. He's fully God, fully God, like God Father, God Son, God Holy Spirit. And yet sometimes, because it's hard to get in our minds, we can picture God Father, we can picture Jesus, right. we all watch The Chosen, and we know what that, that guy looks like. <laughs> yeah. uh, but when it comes to Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit, it's like we don't know what to do right. with that. And yeah. so for a lot of times, we just we push him away. That's great. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah I think what, what I wish that I knew, I, one of my favorite scriptures has always been John 10.10, that Jesus came to give us life right. and life to the full. And what I wish I knew was that um, for so long, I was living so far beneath mm. the full life that Jesus came mm-hmm. to give us because yeah. the greatest gift Jesus left with us when he yeah. left the earth was the Holy, Holy was Holy Spirit. I mean, he yeah. said, it is better that I leave so that you can receive the Holy Spirit, yeah. that no longer would his kingdom, his, his power his presence be constrained to one physical location, but it would be unleashed onto yep. his people. And so I think that what I wish I knew is I didn't have to live, you know, just struggling, depending mm-hmm. on my own natural abilities. Natural grace is not going to take you to a supernatural place. Wow. Right. Say and that again. Natu- a natural grace will not take us to a supernatural yeah, place. Right. My natural gifting, my natural abilities, even as great as yours may be. I mean, Tyler and Todd, you guys are, I mean, Todd, you're so smart, you you know, yeah. but you're, and, and Tyler, you're an incredible leader, but mm-hmm. your natural abilities, my natural abilities will not be able to help us to be able to walk out the full mm-hmm. abundant life, right. the, the calling, the adventure, right, that he's called us to. And and I, I think back, I've shared this story, some of you guys have heard it before, but when our son Jefferson was, you know, about five, six, seven, eight years old, for several years, he thought that when it came to Christmas and his birthday, he could only ask for one gift. Yeah. And so one year it was the Rock'em Sock'em Robots, right? Come on. And then another year it was like the Super Mario Brother GameCube game yep. that we actually found in at the Target. At, at Target in the bargain bin, right? Five dollars was you, our Christmas. We would cost. ask him, "What else do you want?" What he else, goes, nothing. "Nothing." What else do you want? Nothing. So somewhere he got it locked in his head that he could only only ask, ask for one, one thing. thing. And yet we had, had the such capacity. capacity. I mean, we were thinking. We, we waited a long time for this right. kid. So we were thinking trampolines. We were thinking, you know, Todd's like car, motor cars. Golf cars. Yeah. What does he want? What does he want? Come on, shoot your and shot. <laughs> our capacity. But there was such a gap between what his expectation was and what our capacity was. Yep. And I think that is the same. That that would describe my experience with, with mm. God and the Holy Spirit. That what I expected and what I even asked for was so far beneath what he had to give. Yeah. He is a good yep. father that wants to give good gifts. And, mm-hmm. you know, and my experience with the Holy Spirit was you can come close, but not too close. Wow. You know, you can, you can come close. So, like so many people that I actually acknowledge the existence of the Holy Spirit, yep. right? But I avoided an experience with him because wow. 
of either, you know, just lack of knowledge or or even a little bit of fear. But I think part of it was because I had seen some weird stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I had seen some spiritual gifts that, you know, were abused and manipulated. So it just kind of turned me off. Yeah. But you cannot, you, you can't judge the spirit of God by the abuse of what right. what people have done with the gifts or or how they've misused the gifts. And so I think that would be for me, you know, that that when I finally said, you know, I God, I just want to encounter your Holy Spirit. You can have all of me. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, we say this all the time. It's not about, you know, um, it's it's about how much we we give the Holy Spirit, right? right. It's it's not about how much the Holy Spirit we have. Mm-hmm. It's how much of us that He right. has. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if I said that, yeah. you know, yeah. quite right, but um, but it is. I mean, at the moment of salvation, we receive, right. we receive the Holy Spirit as a deposit in us, and the more that we grow in Him and in the Word and in knowledge of Him, the more. The, the more aware we right. p- become of him. But there are times that he wants to he wants to encounter us in such beautiful supernatural ways and give us gifts that and and capacity and strength that we could never achieve on our own. I think when you said that about when Jesus left that he gave us the Holy Spirit, it took mm-hmm. me back to Acts chapter one yeah. when he was telling his disciples, Hey, you need to go yep. wait in yep. Jerusalem mm-hmm. for this gift that has been promised. Yep. The gift of the Holy Spirit. Don't go do anything else. Don't try to start building church. Don't try to start doing missions work or evangelism. Nothing yeah. until you have yeah. the gift of the Holy Spirit. And so they went into Jerusalem and they waited. And I think about these men who had been with Jesus mm-hmm. day in and day out for three years best training and preparation ever. They were not ready to do what they were supposed to do without the Holy Spirit. And I think about how much time I did things on my own power and my own strength in ministry and even, you know, good works and things, but it was trying to do it in my own strength and my own power rather than fully submitted and filled with the power and the grace and the gifts that the Spirit of God wanted to unleash in my life. And so when I look back, I'm like, Todd, man, don't, I would tell somebody, don't wait, yeah. don't 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 be afraid, man. Holy Spirit has so much for you, and yep. you desperately need yeah. what He wants to give you. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so good. And and both of you have been pioneering our church into seasons of experiences of the Holy Spirit and teaching mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit. And in preparation for this, I was just kind of thinking about my own journey. And at 15 years old, at a summer camp, had this encounter with God that was like mm-hmm. I walked out of that little chapel back to my dorm in the woods at night, going. God is real. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, he's really real. Yeah. He's real. I just encountered the living God mm-hmm. and he loves me. He sees me. Yeah. He, he, he's with me, you know, with his undeniable uh, boldness was just all over me at 15. Wow. And I think about how pivotal it was before heading into ninth grade. I was going to ninth grade mm. and I was like, man, I'm going back to these schools, these hallways, this team. And I feel lit up with passion yeah. for Jesus. And it was such a pivotal time. How important is it? That young people are, yeah. are catching, yeah. uh, catching the fire, yeah. catching the uh, the knowledge that Holy Spirit mm-hmm. isn't someone to keep at a distance, but mm-hmm. to keep close. Like, how, yeah. how important is that as we move forward? What yeah. we are saying right now, you know, that what we're saying around our church is in the race to the heart of the next generation. The first one of their wins, and we know it's not us that has to get there first, mm-hmm. but Holy Spirit has yeah. to get there first. And we're actually praying and trying to create space so that the next generation, your generation, yep. and the generations coming behind you are ruined by the Holy Spirit is actually what right. we're saying, that, that you guys would encounter the Holy Spirit at such a young age, and wherever age you're at right now, if you haven't encountered him, encounter him now to the point that nothing right. of this right. world would begin to compare to 
him and yeah. his presence and what you felt as a young kid at that camp. Yeah. Those those times where you encounter the living God in such a real way that you go, man, no trip to Orlando, right. no basketball yeah. game, nothing is going to compare right. to that. Mm-hmm. And right. so I want more of him. Yeah. I want to experience his presence. And if we can help our students, our second graders right. and our college kids get, get him sooner and experience yeah. him sooner, it's going to keep their hearts set in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think too that, um, that, the Holy Spirit. I mean, He's everything, right? I mean, he, He's He's the Advocate. Yes, He's the Counselor. Yeah. He is, you know, the one. He's Paracletus, you know. Um, and what is that? What does an Advocate and a Counselor do? It helps us to become something, someone that we could have never yep. become on our own, right? Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit in you, and the and and being in the presence of the Holy Spirit, right? That um that there is a a power to overcome mm-hmm. any. Any addiction, mm-hmm. yep. any bad habit, any stronghold that has you, any pain of your past, the Holy Spirit is the one that can give you the power to overcome that. He's the that. only one. He's the yeah. only one <laughs> that his presence is going to be your your guide, you know, your counselor to give you wisdom when you need direction, right? right. That he's going to give you strength that you do not, you do not have on your own. He's going to give you, he's going to help you to, to be able to, 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 achieve things beyond your own natural capacity. And so this is so important because I really yep. believe the spiritual battle, you know, that um that this generation, that your generation mm-hmm. and the generation coming up behind is in, that there you cannot fight this battle with natural weapons. Yep. It takes the Spirit of God. And yep. that that scripture in Acts chapter two about, you know, when when um when Jesus left the earth and and it said that in these last days was he was um, Peter was quoting the prophet Joel that in the last days that that God's pouring out His Spirit. Yep. That was actually the first day of the last days because it was the first day right. of the church. Yep. So the Holy Spirit is being God's pouring out His Spirit on His church. So His sons and daughters, right? Mm-hmm. His sons and daughters would prophesy. They would be a they would they would be God's voice over their generation. And when I think about that word "poured out," why would we just settle for a drop? Come on, of the Holy Spirit yeah. when yeah. the Holy Spirit is being poured out. More than yeah, what you could yeah. ask for, more than what you actually need, enough for you and for you to be able to impact those yeah. around you. And so it is It is not just important, it is It is necessary. Yeah. There is no way we're going to make it, you know, in, in the battle that we're in yeah. um, without the Holy Spirit. And I, I also think it's, you know, important in this generation to know that it's not, it's, there's so much more than that God has for you than what the world says is successful. Yep. You know, we live in a culture where um, an Instagram, social media culture, whatever social media platform you're on, you know, and you measure success by mm-hmm. the people that you're looking out out there. And what the Holy Spirit says is that, you know, this isn't about success. This is about fruitfulness. Yep. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference between success and fruitfulness. Mm-hmm. And when you live your life in the Spirit, being guided by the Spirit, you are, you're building a life and, um, that's going to last. The yep. things that you're giving yourself to are going to be the things that last in this life and throughout eternity. And I also think too that we we talk a lot about the gifts of the spirit, the power and the presence, but uh, truly like the uh, the mark of and the and the um the evidence of the Holy Spirit in our lives is really that fruit that yeah, he talks about in Galatians, yeah. love, joy, peace, kindness, patience, yeah. gentleness, self-control. Self-control, all of those things. That's really going to be, you know, the evidence, and yep. it's that evidence that is going to be attractional yeah, to the yeah, people around yeah. us. Yeah, 
fruitfulness. That's amazing. Well, on the journey of of walking with Jesus, uh, experiencing the Holy Spirit, we know that there's ups and downs and a lot of things that young adults deal with um, come down to decision making. Mm -hmm. And I know so many people, myself included in past seasons, you can get so paralyzed by the amount of decisions that exist, options. You have option A, B, C, D, and sometimes it can get so difficult to make a decision that some people don't make decisions at all. And so they're going, I don't want to make the wrong one. I'm going to ruin and thwart the plan of God in my life. I mean, so many people are constantly worried about making decisions that sometimes they don't make any at all. And so when we talk about the Holy Spirit, it's very practical, right? Because God is a God who's who's with us, who wants to help us navigate life. What are some ways that the Holy Spirit helps direct us or guide us? You're talking about him as the, mm-hmm. the advocate, but for those who are struggling to make decisions, yeah. maybe they just haven't involved the Holy Spirit in yeah. the process. So maybe yeah. speak to that a little bit. Yeah. Well, you know, as I mentioned earlier, when, when you asked Jesus into your heart, he deposits his Holy Spirit in you. And the more you grow closer to him, put yourself in a position, you know, to be in the word and in prayer, you're going to become more attuned to the voice of the Holy Spirit you're within right. you. Right. And so um, so a lot of times, like the voice of the Holy Spirit for me is the voice of conviction. Mm. <laughs> it's like, don't say that, yeah. <laughs> you know, or say you're sorry because you know, just the things that that sometimes we feel guilty and it's okay sometimes to feel guilty. You know, the Holy Spirit will help us to know when something is wrong. He doesn't put shame on us, right. but there is a difference between guilt and shame, yeah, right? right? So if we did something wrong, we are guilty and we need mm-hmm. to confess that. So the Holy Spirit will help us to know that. Yeah. And I think that obedience, before we jump into like the big life decisions, right? There's so much known that we can hear the voice of God. The way he speaks the loudest is through his word. Yeah. And when we have the Holy Spirit within us, he's going to help align his word. He's going to give us his word to be able to give us counsel and guidance. Mm-hmm. And so he speaks through his word. Um, he speaks through the wisdom of other people, right? The Holy Spirit in someone else right. to be able to help us to be able to, to to guide us in decisions. But he also speaks through the whisper, right? Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit is is a gentleman. And yeah. he does not, he doesn't, you know, speak loudly with big clashing most of the time, yeah. doesn't do it that way. And so um I've I've said this before, but I'm hearing impaired. I'm totally deaf in my left ear. And so but I, I think a lot about my own spiritual hearing impairment. What what keeps us from hearing in the physical is also what keeps us from hearing the Holy Spirit. Wow. When when someone distance when someone is yelling across the house, when Todd's like you know, yelling across the house, <laughs> and I'm like, I can't, I don't know what you're saying. But distance, I can't understand if I'm at a distance. If we're if we have a distant relationship wow. with the Holy Spirit. We're not going to hear his voice. And so putting ourselves in that position of being in the word, being in prayer, and inviting him to convict us. Mm -hmm. Obedience has our our ability to hear the next thing is contingent on how obedient we were on the last thing. Right. So we're how we're going to hear what we've heeded. I've I've heard that said many, you know, many preachers have said that, but um, but distance is going to help. Is going to keep us noise. The noise of this world. When we're taking everybody else's advice, when we're seeking everybody mm-hmm. else, looking on Instagram, looking on social media, hear our friends. All of that noise. We've got to quiet ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And put ourselves in a position where we can hear the word of God. And then Sweet. you know there are times when there are things that block. I think about you know noise cancellation headsets. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes we can have. Our disobedience can oh, cause us wow. to have like noise yeah. cancellation, Holy Spirit cancellation, wow. because wow. He's speaking, yeah. speaking, speaking, speaking. We've got the noise cancellation, the you know headsets on because of the things that our God is a holy God, mm-hmm. and if we just keep walking our own way, mm-hmm. He's still speaking, but 
we right. can't hear him because right. he his voice can't break through what our disobedience is. So again, it starts with being obedient and I think putting ourselves in the position, getting close. Yeah. I think that's really important, the, the noise cancellation headsets mm-hmm. that we can actually cancel out, quiet, remove ourselves from mm-hmm. hearing the Holy Spirit just by our disobedience. Yeah. Things that we think that we've justified are okay because it's, mm-hmm. hey, it's 2023, it's what, you know, right. everybody's mm-hmm. doing this. And so we justify these things that actually are against God's will and it mm-hmm. puts us out of sync, out of step yeah. and out of place to be able to hear mm-hmm. what the Holy Spirit wants to say. Um, going back to your question, you said, how do we discern? Well, Jesus in John 16 actually refers to the Holy Spirit as the spirit of truth. Yeah. Come on. And he says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth and understanding. I mean, he will tell you yeah. what is to come. Now, obviously, he's going to guide you in the things that are the things of God and the things that are His, the ways of God that will help bless your life. And like you said, Julie, um, God speaks the loudest through the word of God. Mm-hmm. So the Holy Spirit is speaking through the word of God. So the first thing I would say to anybody that's saying, hey, I'm trying to discern God's will on things. I'm like, are you in the word? Yeah. Because actually the language of the Holy Spirit yeah. is the word of God. So, good. so when you know the word of God, you're learning the voice of the spirit. You've heard me say before, you're given the Holy Spirit something to work with. Yeah, yeah. You know, right. you're praying about something and I, I, he'll bring scriptures to yeah. mind as I'm praying about something. He'll remind me of a scripture I read two weeks ago or three weeks ago or that I memorized yep. as a teenager. And all of a sudden that comes back as I'm praying about a problem yep. or situation or trying to make a decision, that scripture comes back. That is the Holy Spirit bringing to mind the thing of God and the word of God in that predicament. So sometimes um, it's just because we haven't been in we haven't been in the word enough yeah. and we got to get in the word. Other times there's uh, things that you're trying to make a decision on that you can search through the Bible and you're there's not going to find right. it. Like who you're supposed to marry? Where I mean, is, is it is it Esther? Yeah. You know, I don't know. There's Ruth. Is I mean, you have to look for a name in there. No, uh, or what? You know, what career path to right. take? Or should I take this other job? And there's times when you you can't find a quick answer from the Word of God. But if you are in the Word, the Holy Spirit will give you a peace. Like for us, when I'm trying to discern God's will about something. Um, the Holy Spirit is not spastic. Mm-hmm. He's not going to one day say this and then another day change his mind and say that. I mean, he's going to be consistent. Mm-hmm. And so I listen for that consistent, steady direction that is the same over and over again. Or there's a peace yep. when I think about, okay, I'm going to make this decision. I mean, there's a peace. So so that's the first way I can discern. Yep. It, it's always going to line up with the Word of God. It's yep. never going to be out of sync. He's never going to tell me or... a tell me to do something or say something's okay that the word clearly says isn't mm-hmm. okay. But then it's going to also, there's going to be a steady peace with it. And then third, when there's things that I don't have a clear scripture for, and I'm discerning the Holy Spirit with, I'm going to people that I trust, yeah. Yeah. have a relationship with both the word of God and yeah. the spirit of God to confirm it with That's me. Great. So I'm sharing with, you know, obviously I'm married, so I got Julie's my first right. point of reference with that, but I've got guys yep. in the church that my father, my, my dad, people around me that I actually can bounce things off of when I'm trying to make a decision after I've prayed, after I've read the word, after I've discerned what the Holy Spirit's trying to say, or sometimes when I'm not sure what he's saying, I, I really believe godly counsel mm-hmm. is, is around us for safety. God is, you know, uh, God's put you. Uh, in in the young adults community, yep. uh, because God wants you safe. He wants to provide clarity and direction and security for your life. And so the godly people, the leaders, the godly pastors that you know have a relationship with God that are further down the path 
They're there to help you in this season to discern what the Holy Spirit is yeah. saying so you don't have to guess. So God's great. will is not a guessing game. That's great. Hey, and you know what? I just want to encourage you because like some of you, you said that some are paralyzed because they're afraid to move forward. God wants you to find his will more than you want to find mm-hmm. it, right? And I think sometimes we look at God's will and we think it's this needle in a haystack. Yeah. You know, is it this college or is it this particular person or is it, you know, is it this job mm-hmm. career? And, and it can be paralyzing. I I lived that. And I actually had a very unhealthy way. I used to think that, well, if I want to do this, this must be, if I want to do it, it must not be God's will. And if I, if I, if it was the last thing I wanted to do, surely that right. was God's will, right? Yeah. And I made a lot of <laughs> decisions. Is that why you married but, me? Is, no, it, are you, no, is this but, like confession seriously, right here? Seriously, but it was, I mean, I made some big decisions this way because God's a good God. He yeah. wants yeah. good things. And he was merciful to yep. me. He knew my heart, right? He kept me on the right path. So and, I just want to encourage you. It's not a needle in the haystack, but it's the haystack. It's yep. the whatsoever. Yep. As you're continuing to be faithful, um, if you're, you know, if you're continuing to just try to pursue him every single day, he's not going to keep this carrot out in front of you that you're never going to be able to achieve. And you're, and if you get off track, he's going to get you back on. If yep. you take a misstep, so I would just encourage you not to be paralyzed by that, but to just to be free. Yep. You know, be there. There is this this life with Jesus is. A, a life of freedom. Yeah. And he, I think he gives us more freedom sometimes than we, we give him credit. I think he wants us to enjoy life yeah. um, more than we give him credit for at yeah. the, if at the, um, at the core and the foundation of your theology, I think it's important for all of us to know he's a good God that wants good things for his children. Yeah. And he's not going to keep, you know, if, if we being earthly parents want good things yeah. for our kids, mm-hmm. how much more does your heavenly father want good things for yeah. you? And so, um, so I would just encourage you, don't be paralyzed. Just keep moving forward. Do what you know yep. to do. And when you don't know what to do, go back to the last time when you knew what to do That's good. and so do good. that. That's so good. And I've heard both of you preach on this, this subject that God often speaks to us in a, in a whisper, you yeah. know, how important and maybe why, why is that, that often mm-hmm. we're looking sometimes for the big, like yeah. big moments, yeah. but often it's, it's not <laughs> yeah. that way. We see yeah. that in the scriptures. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why is that? Well, What's Julie, that? you've shared before in one of your sermons that when you whisper, to someone you have to get close. Right. It's you. It requires a close proximity mm-hmm. and a, a quieting of yourself mm-hmm. to be able to hear. Yeah. And I think that's what God wants. He mm-hmm. wants us to draw close to him. He yeah. wants us to quiet our soul and our um, maybe the distractions that we get ourselves in just in the rat race of life and quiet ourselves down and draw close to him and let yeah. him speak to us. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because whisper, whispering is... You don't whisper to people you don't have a relationship with, or you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, you, you shouldn't, shouldn't, you shouldn't you whisper shouldn't to people that you don't have a relationship yeah. with, a, a close relationship. Yeah. Like there's, you know, there's people that I have a relationship that I'm not going to whisper to. Right. But the people that I you're not going to whisper to Tyler's ear. No, that would be no. wrong, right? But and nor would I whisper to Tyler's ear. That would be wrong. Yeah. But, but I'm going to whisper in your ear. Yes, there's an intimacy. There's a, there's yeah. a close. I remember, you know, when Jefferson was little, I would like whisper just to get his attention, and so I would speak just not loud enough that he would have to come close so that I could tell him what I wanted to tell yeah. him. I think sometimes that, that that's what God's looking for. And sometimes when we ask the question, we don't always get the answer we're looking for. Mm-hmm. But what we get is this intimacy and this relationship and this trust of, you know, I may not get the answer that I want, but I got the the wisdom and the the relationship that I need. Yeah. And I think that, you know, we can go to him with anything. And I think we need to go to him with everything, yeah. you know, um, but maturity means that as we grow up and we grow in a relationship, yeah. we are going to recognize there are some answers we are not going to get. Yeah. And there are some times that we are going to have to step. If we got every answer, why would we need faith? Wow. Right? 
So if we got every answer that we ever prayed for, why Mm -hmm. would we need faith? And so this is a faith journey. And so it's about staying close. It's about leaning in when you don't hear him, that you stay until you do, right? And even if you don't hear what you want, that you you ask God to tell you what you need so that you can keep moving forward. So it's it's really about this relationship. And I also think, you know, that um that like I, I think about this if when if if God did just move in these supernatural, you know, like He did in the Old Testament, you know, fires and earthquakes, yep. it'd be like Todd, you know, coming home, and the only way he, he talked to Jefferson, you know, when he was a kid, was like Jefferson, yeah. my son that I well, I'm well pleased with. Yeah. I mean, just like and was <laughs> playing things yeah. to get his attention to show his power, right? To show how powerful he was. Would Jefferson have ever known him as a present, mm-hmm. tender, loving father? Yeah. And so sometimes we want the power, we want the strength, but God's saying, I want you to know me mm-hmm. in a different way. Really not powerful. just your power, yeah. but not just my power, my presence, my closeness, and mm-hmm. everything I have for you that is beyond the answer that you're looking for. Yeah, That's great. That's great. Well, let's talk about maybe some resources that have helped shape uh, maybe uh, y'all's journey or just some things that we've we've done with the church um, and that we'll, we'll add them to the show notes and get some people on one of the ones I've shared before is Robert Morris's the God I never knew. And he shared similarly how he grew up knowing about God, the father and knowing about Jesus, but not really having an experience or any understanding of the Holy spirit and what the Holy spirit wants to give. And so that that's one of the books that I know we share a lot about. Yeah. And there's um, another book that I really enjoyed by Jenny Cunyon. It was um, don't miss out. Okay. And it was a, a, it was such a great Written from a perspective of someone also who had grown up their whole life as a believer, but had never encountered the Holy Spirit and her journey through that. And then we've got some great messages, you know, that we've preached before. And articles, um, and on articles our, uh, online. We'll yeah. make sure we link those. You guys link those in the show notes. But and then yeah. there's um, uh, understanding spiritual gifts by okay. Sam yeah. Storms. I think that understanding spiritual gifts is really important yep. because we did not understand them for mm-hmm. so long and. Uh, the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 12 actually says, I don't want you to be uninformed regarding the spiritual gifts, because if you are uninformed, you're going to miss out on the gifts that God, the Spirit of God wants to give you. And if you miss out on the gifts or miss out on understanding that those spiritual gifts that are outlined in the New Testament are for us now, we will be trying to function in our own gifting. And it goes back to what you said at the beginning, not a supernatural gifting. Mm-hmm. And there are spiritual, supernatural gifts from the Holy Spirit yeah. that empower you to live this life with authority and strength Come and on. grace that if if you don't operate in the gifts, you will not be able to operate with strength and authority. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I, I think about 1 Corinthians 14, where, it's, where Paul says, I want you to earnestly desire right. the yeah. spiritual gifts. Like that word desire means to covet and go after the spiritual gifts. Well, again, some people listening today, you may go, like, what are the spiritual gifts? Well, you've got some work to do yeah, because yeah, you on. need you need these gifts in your life from the Spirit of God to be the man or woman of God that God's called you to be. Yeah. yeah, I just want to comment on that really quick because I, again, when I became a believer, this was my experience with the Holy Spirit. I thought that he gave like one or two spiritual gifts, right? I was going to find them what they were. Were they administration? Were they hospitality? You know, in those <laughs> scriptures and Corinthians and Romans and um, and. I, I've grown to know that our God is so much bigger than that. You know, just like when Jefferson was five, we bought him a bicycle. But when he was 16, he didn't need a little bicycle anymore. He needed a, a car, car. You yeah, know, yeah. to start going to, to work and to school. And, um, and God has gifts for us. He's just, he 
waiting for us on yep. the other side yep. of our obedience. And that's what I have found. I mean, along the journey, you, the gifts of the Spirit, they they are alive and active. Amen. And as you press in in obedience and you continue your journey, that um, that that he, he has gifts waiting for you every step of the way. So, And I one of the that. things I think, Julie, we've tried to do, you know, when you think, go back to Acts chapter 2, your uh, sons and daughters will prophesy and there'll be visions and dreams. We've tried to normalize prophesying. Yeah. Like the gifts of the Spirit yeah. should be at operate yeah, come on. in our lives and in our church and speaking the prophetic and working in that realm and the gifts of the Spirit and praying in tongues and all of those things, that should be normalized yeah. because the body of Christ is filled yeah. with the Spirit of That's Christ. Great. And so we don't, we don't resist those gifts. Man, we... According to Paul, we're supposed to eagerly yeah. pursue and right. cultivate the gifts of the Spirit. And so mm-hmm. one of the things we're doing, I think I love that you guys are doing this in this podcast, is helping to normalize who the Holy Spirit wants to be in our lives so that He we are operating in everything yeah. that He wants to give us. Come on. I'm I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. And also, um, Todd, when you talk about normalizing the Holy Spirit, one of the things that that we do now that we started five years ago was our freedom encounter. Mm, and on. we have just a beautiful time with the Holy Spirit for an extended period of time. The next one's yep. going to be November 11th yep. on a Saturday. If you're a young adult, you've never been to this freedom encounter. You need, you to, get need there. to get there. Yep. And you're going to hear a lot about yep. the Holy Spirit Come and on. what he wants to do and be in your life. Yeah, I love it. Well, I'm, I'm pumped up right now. I'm like, do we hear the things we're talking about right now? <laughs> I mean, as like fathers of Jesus, we're filled yes. with the power of God, yes. the spirit of God. Yes. We could do things that other people can't do, that we right. can't do our own. No, right? I mean, it is the highest quality of living yeah. right. that we get to follow Jesus, yeah. to know God. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, it, it feels like the greatest secret that we mm-hmm. are never told to keep. Right. And so, right. man, this is <laughs> just... so good. The uh, greatest secret we were never told to keep. I mean, Beautiful. it's just, it's, I'm listening to the way mm-hmm. you're talking about the Holy Spirit and the gifts. And it's like, this This is not a fairy tale. Right. This is real yeah. life. Yeah. And for those of you who are listening, like, tune it, tune into this. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, this is, this is real. Um just such a special conversation to turn the corner to a question that has absolutely nothing to do with what we're talking about <laughs> other than maybe the Holy Spirit could have given some, some foresight. Mm. We talk about what you wish you knew. Uh, what is a clothing article or maybe a, a fashion item that Uh-oh. was in your closet mm. from some decades ago okay. that you wish you knew was coming back that you could have held on to? Maybe the Holy Spirit could have whispered and said, hey, keep Julie? this. Well, um, two things come to mind. Two things. First of all, shoulder pads. Oh my word! I think they've come back a little bit, but I rocked the shoulder she pads did. in you the did. '80s. The I mean, it was the old shoulder pad jackets. But I was actually thinking too, like when you said just something a style. Yeah, I wish big hair would come back because I had I had great big hair, didn't I, Todd? When we got married, <laughs> yeah, photo. I had some, yeah, we got it one. Was we'll put perms, in the show notes. It was amazing. We'll put <laughs> put a picture in the show notes. There you go. So, what do you what do you wish? Is it what, what we wish would come back, or wish we wish didn't... you knew was going to come back? Okay. So you, maybe you got rid of I think it. I got rid of a bunch oh. of preppy clothes, like yeah. a bunch. I was like in oh, my high school. Goodness. I was yeah. I was the collar up preppy, ready to be a doctor, cost all that stuff, yes. you know, yeah. polo. Yeah. And I got rid of all that at some stage in my life and now it's back and I'm now like it's back. Oh, now it's back I, I know we had to we had to dress up for an 80s party um, for at church Infuse. a long time ago I had to go to the Goodwill to get our, <laughs> our clothes I'm like we I think these were ours yeah, this, you know yeah, yeah. So. that's amazing that's amazing well thanks so much for being with us today yeah. I, I can't wait to listen back and take smart notes I mean the Holy Spirit's real he's active mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, we're a part of a church that
that that believes that and is seeking that. And we want our young people to experience the, the power of the Holy Spirit. So thanks for being with us today. And, and for those of you who are listening in, if you enjoy this, we hope that you'll like, subscribe, maybe comment, share this with somebody you know needs to be encouraged. If you're not following along with us, make sure to follow along. Uh, if you haven't checked out the So Good Sisterhood podcast, Come on. make sure you do that, Pastor Julie, to hear for, more from her and some other special guests. But we love you. We're grateful for you. We'll see you next Thursday on the Young Adulting Podcast. Until next time, see ya. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Young and Adulting. Follow us on Instagram at cf.youngadults. And if there's a topic you'd like to talk about, we want to hear about it. Send us an email or leave a comment with your thoughts. We'll see you next time.